Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book One, The Pirate's Plunder by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter Nine, The Hurricane Hole. Next morning, the sleuths set off to find the mysterious island. It was harder going than they thought, and they strained at the oars to keep their little boat on course. There seemed to be a sea fret moving in, and misty moistness in the air descending on the water all around. This visibility is terrible, said Sam, shaking his head. It's going to be even more difficult to spot our mystery island in these conditions. Milo, keep a sharp lookout. Aye, aye, Captain, responded Milo smartly. His sharp eyes were scanning the waves through his eyeglass, trying to penetrate the lowering mist, his keen ears ready to pick up the sound of the water moving against the shore of the island they knew must be here somewhere. I wonder if it's often foggy here, mused Zelly. It would help to keep the place even more secret if it was, joined in Sophie. No maps and always misty. And there are ways to make it misty too, added Zelly meaningfully. You know magical ways. The children looked at each other. If this is all connected to Frenchtown and the North, the mist might be to do with the dark forces the history book talked about, said Sophie. I mean, if you can do magic, Zelly, that means other people must be able to as well. And magic can be used for good and evil. Listen, cried Milo, the sound of the water's changing. The others stopped talking and strained their ears. The water sounded almost as if it was smoothing itself out, like it was no longer crashing against a barrier of land. Can you hear? he whispered. That change must mean something's ahead. Milo craned his neck forward, eyeglass clamped to his face, straining to see what was ahead of them. Yes, land ahoy! And there, straight ahead, as if indeed by magic, an extraordinary sight was emerging from the fog. As they rowed closer, the details materialised. Rich red rock towered ahead of them, hidden until now by the curtain of mist, which was slowly drawing apart to reveal the island's secrets. As they rowed closer, the children stared, awestruck. The island wasn't an island. It was more like an enormous cave with no roof, like a giant had scooped out the middle of the rock, leaving a huge opening big enough for a ship to enter easily. It's hollow inside, gasped Sam, rowing even more eagerly towards the phenomenon. Pa's told me about these, cried Milo. It's a hurricane hole. A what? chorused the others. A hurricane hole, Milo repeated. They're a really rare rock formation, almost a circle, so no big waves can get in. I had no idea there was one near here. Yes, agreed Zav. You see them near the great line which divides the world. Ships can ride out storms and hurricanes inside them as they're protected from the waves. And it's a perfect hiding place, breathed Zelly. They all gazed at the circular island with the rocky entrance ahead of them, its mystery and promise of hidden secrets beckoning them to come closer. Be careful rowing in muttered Sam, straining the oars against the choppy waves. Keep an eye out for rocks. Milo turned back to his lookout position, scanning the water carefully as they rowed through the entrance. 
they left the bright sunshine behind them and entered the cavernous space which stretched before them. Once inside, the waves died down and the sea was very calm. Sunlight spilt down from the hole in the roof, a shaft of light illuminating the natural wonder they had found themselves in. Green lichen grew all over the inside of the hurricane hole, winding itself over the sheltered rock and draping itself over the sides. Wow, breathed Sophie. Anna and Damaria were swooping round the children's heads gleefully, testing the air currents inside the cave. It's certainly a safe anchorage, said Sam approvingly. I can't wait for Pa to see this, added Milo. There's a ship over there, cried Zelly, pointing. At the back, under that cliff of rock jutting out. Sure enough, on the far side of the cave there was a ship. A ship with a flag depicting a black cross. The children stared. The Black Vulture, Zav exclaimed. Pirates, added Sam grimly. And if we're right, that's the ship with the stolen cargo, said Sophie. Listen, whispered Milo. What's that? They could hear a rhythmic chanting coming from the ship, travelling across the water, the rough, low voices building in ferocity. Might is right, we care for none. Pay us if you want us gone. Rise up, pirates, hear the call. Plunder, plunder, plunder all. A raucous cheer erupted from the ship, accompanied by hoots and yells and repetitions of Rise up, pirates, rise up. The children looked at each other, worried and fearful. Hunting pirates had been fun when they were in the relative safety of Red Port, but here, in the mysterious light of the hurricane hole, they realised that their sailing adventure had quickly turned serious. They were isolated and very vulnerable. I don't like this, said Sophie nervously. Pa has always told us to stay away from pirates, and here we are in their lair. Sally shuddered. I'm not getting a good feeling about this place, she said. I think we should go. Plus, we need to get back and tell someone the pirates are here before they spot us, added Zav. I'm going to use the invisibility spell on Anna and Damaria, said Zelly decisively. We know the pirates of Flambeau must be kept secret, and they can't risk being seen, especially not by pirates. Good idea, agreed Sophie. Zelly muttered the words. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant parrots invisibility. And the flashes of green soaring above their heads disappeared. Now, let's get out of here, cried Sam. Man the oars! But it was too late. At almost the same moment the children turned to take up their oars, they heard a hard voice, full of menace, from the side of the lucky star. Well, 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 what do we have here? The children froze. They'd been so involved in examining their extraordinary surroundings that they hadn't paid attention to the mouth of the island. To their horror, they saw a large rowing boat just off their port bow, flying a similar version of the black flag they had spotted across the water. It must have advanced on them in total silence, using the current to draw nearer to them without the sleuths realising. A short, stocky sailor, whose muscles were almost hidden by fat, was leering at them, his greasy black hair and beard tangled. He was carrying a threatening-looking club, which he was slowly hitting the palm of his hand with, eyeing the children malevolently. 
His equally unpleasant-looking companion bared his few blackened teeth in a horrible grimace as he threw a hook onto the lucky star before the children could react, chaining it to the pirate's rowboat. Cat got your tongue? The pirate sneered, rubbing dirty hands together gleefully as if delighted with his catch. Something tells me you're very far from home. And he grinned unpleasantly at his companion, who wheezed with laughter, his gap-toothed mouth stretched into an evil grin. Wait, said Sam quickly. We're allies. The ransom is paid. The pirate looked suspicious. How do you know our password? he demanded. There was a silence that stretched into the unnatural quiet of the cave. We're friends of the Hewitts, cried Zav desperately. And vile uh, Vinicius, added Zelie quickly, her eyes shining with defiance. The two pirates looked at each other, clearly puzzled by this unexpected information. The first one frowned and turned back to them. Well, I reckon you're in even deeper trouble than I first thought, he said with a horrible sneer. And what was that flash of green I spied before? he added, staring at Zelie. What, what flash? she asked bravely staring straight back into the pirate's steel-grey eyes. There's nothing else here, only us. Must have been a trick of the light, suggested Milo helpfully. A trick of the light, mimicked the hairy pirate in a falsely high voice, making Milo flush. I don't like children, he added menacingly. And I really don't like children who tell me lies. His voice ended on a roar, making the children jump. Sophie and Zelly grabbed each other's hands, Zelly communicating with a squeeze of her hand and a minuscule shake of her head that they must not mention Anna and Demaria at any cost. Sophie nodded quickly back at her cousin. I've had enough of you, you lying little land rats, the pirate continued roughly. If you won't tell me the truth, I know someone who can make you talk. A frightened silence descended over the children. You're coming with us. Before the sleuths could move, the lucky star lurched forwards, dragged relentlessly by the rowboat towards the larger ship anchored on the other side of the water. As they drew closer, the children could see a small port at the edge of the cave with a rickety-looking wooden building built over the water on low wooden stilts. The fat, hairy pirate raised his hand in greeting to a man who had spotted him, raising a bottle of rum in salute. Look at his hand, whispered Sophie in horror, pointing shakily at it. There are two fingers missing. Oh, don't worry, said Zav quickly. Pirates have loads of injuries. They're always fighting. Sophie didn't look much comforted by this information. Let's give them silly names to try and make them less scary suggested Milo. Good idea, said Sam. Let's call the one with all those black teeth and gaps in his mouth the dentist. Even though they were in serious trouble, the sleuths couldn't help smiling at this. And what about... started Milo. But before he could finish his sentence, the hairy pirate was shouting out to the rocky shore ahead of them. Look who we found snooping about, he announced, unmistakable glee in his voice. Land rats! Baby land rats, the dentist added with relish. A figure cloaked in black was standing on the rocky shore, slightly apart from the other men, his face turned away. But at this, he turned slowly, 
and with a jolt of horror, the children saw vile Vinicius staring coldly at them. The children shivered. Spying scurvy knaves, the hairy pirate spat, shaking his fist at them for good measure. Rapscallions! Scoundrels! continued his toothless pal. Vinicius held up a hand, and he fell silent. The cloaked figure gazed at the children as the boats knocked gently against the shore, a nasty grin spreading across his face. So, he said with quiet menace, been a little bit too clever for our own good, haven't we? Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventures in Chapter 10, Captives. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's Book One, The Pirate's Plunder, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time.